0: My name is Patrick Verkoyen. I'm the CEO of the Global Center on Adaptation, an international organization hosted by the Netherlands government. Today, we start our global leaders' conversation on how to build back better amidst multiple crises of today and tomorrow. What better way to start than with Veike Civisma? Until very recently, Fike was the CEO at Royal DSM. He is currently the honorary chairman of the same company. He is a board member of the World Economic Forum. He's also the co-chair alongside Ban Ki-moon of the Global Center on Adaptation. Fike Siebesma is very recently appointed by the Netherlands cabinet as the special envoy to address the corona crisis. Fike, welcome. Thank you, Patrick you have done many extraordinary things throughout your professional career with lots of success now very recently you started as the envoy on corona what is the biggest challenge you have addressed so far and what do you see for the future first of
1: all thank you patrick and thank you for doing this uh, set of interviews i think very important the corona crisis, I think, is a, is a typical crisis uh, with three elements. Uh, one, it's a healthcare crisis. Many people are affected by it and many people take the risk of even dying. Uh, secondly, it's an economical crisis due to the lockdown, which we need to keep the spreading of the virus within the healthcare capacities of countries. Uh, we have a lockdown and therefore an economical crisis. And the third thing is, maybe we have a mental or emotional crisis due to the fact that people lost, lost their jobs, that people uh, are sitting at home, etc. So those three elements need to be addressed in a balance with each other uh, at the same moment and and globally as well, where all countries in the world are dealing with the same, all countries of the world need the same mouse mask or uh, ventilators or tests or whatever. Uh, so, it's a very complicated uh, crisis and complicated to address. And we see also this crisis how dependent we are from each other and how globalization uh, helped us in our prosperity, but made us extremely dependent of each other as well.
0: So, Faike, you, you addressed, you touched upon the global nature of this particular health crisis. What lessons do you think we can learn from this crisis? in terms of multilateralism what does go right what should go better in the um, in the coming period
1: i think we can draw uh, a lot of lessons uh, from this crisis Uh, first of all as mankind maybe we have the tendency or even the desire sometimes to deny uh, crises which can happen but not so clear that it will happen tomorrow many people have been warning for this pandemic uh, and we have not really prepared ourselves globally even when it was happening in china and then in asia and then in italy we still didn't believe in in the netherlands or germany that it would come to us so we were even at a late stage in a kind of denial uh, there are many more crises which can happen in the future take climate change and for sure we cannot say if that really hits us further that we didn't see that coming but we might accuse ourselves at a certain moment that we didn't take uh, enough actions uh, that is one thing which we can learn and therefore we need to continue to prepare on climate but the other thing is that we see that we have created in our global supply chains and all those things an increasing dependency uh, of each other uh, most of our medicines generic medicines are coming from India and China Uh, And they were, at a certain moment, uh, stopped due to their lockdowns. Uh, And here you see that certain dependencies maybe we like and certain dependencies uh, we don't like. So also in the supply chain, uh, we learn a lot lot on the globalization. Also, we see that the developing countries uh, are already hurt and hit by this crisis before they even did any lockdown themselves. And why? because they were already hurt by our lockdown into their economies, their vulnerable economies. Uh, And they were then moving to the IMF uh, and asking uh, uh, help already in an early stage. And here you see how the economies are all extremely interdependent in in the world. And I think those learning lessons need to help us to uh, work multilaterally on addressing those problems. Climate change, uh, global economy, cannot be addressed by countries themselves nor bilaterally because we're all dependent of each other.
0: Thank you uh, for this Fike. Uh, Let us turn now to climate change and drill a little bit deeper. I mean you have been a very strong voice in your role as CEO, as part of uh, the, the WEF uh, board to incorporate physical risks into business decisions. Some commentators have argued that the current COVID crisis is a signal from nature. Others have even stated that the current crisis, the health crisis, is just a fire drill of the multiple scalable impacts which will be, let's say, argued and come forward by climate change. The Global Commission on Adaptation, of which you are a member, issued a report last September and argued for strong investments in early warning, in planning, in preparing. What is your view? How can we find the sweet spot, the nexus, by investing in the current health crisis while at the same time also addressing the climate emergency? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's
0: a very- Patrick, uh,
1: many countries will be hurt by this crisis, many countries, maybe all in the world. And collectively, we will not even spend hundreds of billions, most likely collectively we will spend trillions to address this crisis. Now we can spend that money in two different ways. We can spend a lot of money to repair or to keep as much as possible what we had and then restart and having spent hundreds of billions or even trillions to restart the economies again. We can also use this money to do reforms at the same moment as we rescue. And I do not call that a restart, but a reset. And using a part of that money to reset our economies. And that means, for example, if the Western countries are going to help in this crisis also Africa or other developing countries, as they should do, Uh, that we do not only provide money, but make, for example, Africa also resilient, resilient to their own food production, resilient against climate change, etc. But also internally in the Western uh, economies, uh, make our business more sustainable or make flying more sustainable, if we help airlines anyway, uh, take care that we have the right biofuels on which they fly on in the future, etc, etc. So, I think what we should do during this crisis where we spent a lot of money is reform ourselves as well and reset to prevent that later on, we come into a new pandemic, not a virus pandemic, but a climate pandemic. And as we look today, already today, countries like Ethiopia cannot grow their own food while 80% of the people are farmers. They cannot grow their own food amongst others due to climate change countries like bangladesh are suffering already today from the floodings uh, uh, caused by climate change so already today a lot of countries are suffering now we're going to help them we, but we need to take care we make them more resilient and this problem will only increase and therefore we need to address that right now and i hope also that in this crisis that we continue to address sustainability, circularity, and climate change. At the World Economic Forum, we have uh, issued six principles for addressing our stakeholders as country, as companies. And the sixth statement was that whilst we address COVID, we continue to put our effort in sustainability and climate. And was very pleased that BlackRock was one of the first immediately saying, that's right, we as an investor want
0: you companies to do that. Thank you, Feike. We haven't discussed Africa yet in in much detail, although you reference it, obviously. Earlier this month, the United Nations warned for multiple famines of biblical proportions and predicted that the coronavirus crisis could even push an additional 130 million people to the brink of starvation. You have been spearheading Africa improved food. How is that relevant for the current health crisis, while also being relevant for the climate crisis? Yeah, I think
1: Africa will be increasingly being confronted with the climate crisis. I think Africa, on top of that, will now be increasingly confronted with the fact that Western countries will address their own problems and their own economies. And on top of that, Africa will be hurt by its own COVID impact so three things at the same moment and if all those things happen together with other things which are happening in Africa right now as well uh, for example the enormous spreading of locusts who uh, eat all the crops if all those things happen at the same moment we can expect a huge famine issue in in Africa and we should prevent that and normally out of those famines we get uh, additional problems like immigration and europe has shown that it cannot deal easily with the immigration out of africa so i think we need a kind of Marshall plan as the western countries for africa and other developing countries right now also to help them to become more resilient in their own food production use their own crops Uh, and much more efficient with much more technology and much better seeds than they have right now. Process that locally grown crops locally for the local population to become resilient and to be able to be self-supporting. If we don't do that and forget it and being busy with ourselves, then we will pay that bill also of forgetting others. And some people and some governmental leaders compare this with a war, the crisis we are in and say since the Second World War, we have not never been in such a big crisis. Let's remember that after the Second World War, when Europe was really in disarray after all the fights, that the United States, who have first uh, rescued Europe, then issued the Marshall Plan uh, to rebuild Europe. And we will need to take care that we
0: will rebuild the world in the right way whilst addressing this crisis. Let's talk about finance. Let's talk about money for a second. The developed world will be releasing trillions of dollars in stimulus to build back better, to get the economy starting up again in a smart way. Yeah. Some governments have called for a green recovery. Paiky, you're an external advisor um, to the managing director, Kristalina Georgieva, at the International Monetary Fund. How do you think that money should be spent? Indeed, like I said already early in this
1: call, uh, Patrick, we should not use the trillions of, of money which we are going to spend during this crisis uh, to restart the economy and to restart and to keep what we had. We should use a substantial amount of that money to reset and to reset the economies and to make a more sustainable, more circular, more addressing climate change and make changes while rescuing. I say something bluntly, but should we rescue all industries? Should we rescue ever everything that we ever had? Or should we especially focus on the things which can bring uh, prosperity and a future for all? And therefore we should think very carefully as an IMF, but also other uh, country leaders, on how we want to spend our money and not too quickly only to keep what we had but also to make changes uh, with a different form of energy, with a different way of we provide our, our energy, with a different way how we deal with scarce raw materials, partly coming to Europe and the United States from, amongst others, Africa. We need to address those things at the same moment. Otherwise, we are hurting
0: ourselves without even realizing. Uh, let me come to, to our final uh, uh, question. Crises tend to bring out some of the best, but also the worst out of humanity. We have a choice on how to respond to crises. If you and I, Feike, were to have the same conversation 10 years from now in 2030, where do you expect we as mankind will be at that time?
1: Um, I can only express my hope where I think where we are. Uh, first of all, if we fast forward 10 years, we will never forget 2020. You know, the year of Corona, you know, the year that most of us around the globe were at home working from home, etc. So we will not forget that. Um, the impact on the economy will be huge. Um, for the first time we will have uh, for the first time since many years, we will have recessions. I don't know, even some people talk about the depression. Uh, so big will be the economic uh, impact of of this. Um, so I hope in 10 years from now we will we will uh, not we will remember uh, this year, of course, and we will not likely forget this. but I dearly I dearly hope that we will also talk about these years right now, in 10 years from now. Oh, those were also years where we reformed ourselves, where we really made a decisive step towards a more circular, uh, more climate-driven uh, economy, a low-carbon uh, economy, because we realized that the world cannot have, 10 years after 2020, another crisis, uh, a food crisis, uh, a climate crisis, an African crisis, um, an Asian crisis, etc where a lot of people are hurt and those people will claim to us, hey, what are you doing uh, to rescue and to help us? We need to make those decisive changes, Patrick, I think right now, and therefore to build. I'm so glad what we are doing all together uh, as co-chair, together with Ban Ki-moon and you as a CEO of the Global Climate uh, and and Adaptation Center to address uh, these issues and to prepare. I'm a a great uh, advocate for climate mitigation, but I I like so much what we are doing in the center, what you're doing, Patrick, on climate adaptation, to make the most vulnerable countries in the world, the most vulnerable people in the world, preparing them for addressing uh, with the current context and to take care that they can also trust on some prosperity for them into the future.
0: Uh, Proud on you, Patrick, on what we're building here. Well, thank you so much, uh, Fike. I'm also extremely humbled and impressed by not only your commitment and your high energy, but also your extraordinary leadership on restarting, recommitting, redriving, uplifting the global economy amidst these multiple uh, crises. We are indebted to you and, um, uh, and, your, and your leadership to drive this agenda forward. I'm very keen to keep working with you in the, in the years to come. I'm grateful for this first uh, uh, dialogue. It provided very insightful uh, comments and a clear agenda on how to move forward from here into the future. Next time we will have Ban Ki Moon, your friend and co-chair uh, at the Global Center on Adaptation. Ban Ki Moon is the eighth Secretary General um, of the United Nations. He also will speak about how to build back better. Thank you again so much. Looking forward to re-engage anytime soon please thank you very much and as you at ki moon
1: as kristalina and myself i think feel the same if you have the ability and even the power to contribute to a better world you just have the obligation uh to contribute to the better world and that's what we're doing excellent